Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a hard and stressful place, so every week, to make it a little nicer, I play a game with one contestant who is guaranteed to win because they're the only one who plays. I assign them points based on how much they cheer me up during our gameplay. The winner then gives a pep talk to cheer up the person or group of their choice because this isn't all about me, it's mostly about me. And the winner wins the grand prize of a $100 donation to the cause of their choice. My guest today is a former Daily Show correspondent. He's the author of numerous books, including most recently, Medallion Status. He's the host of the Judge John Hodgman podcast and is the co-creator and co-star of the wonderful new animated show, Dicktown on FXX and Hulu. Welcome to the show, John Hodgman. Thank you very much. So nice to see you, Josh. So nice to see you. I'm glad that this podcast had a formal introduction. <laughs> so many podcasts just start with two friends talking in a delightful, unscripted way. I love a delightful, unscripted talk. Yeah. And now we're in the zone. It is my pleasure to be here. I enjoy your company very much. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. I love the show. It's so fun. Oh, Dicktown. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It was such a pleasure to make it. For those of you who are wondering, Dicktown is the name of a short-form animated show that I co-created with my friend, and I hope yours, David Reese. It is part of the Cake Anthology program on FXX on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. And then you can find it on Hulu the next day. And it's a cartoon show in which I play a version of myself named John Hunchman, who used to be in this town called Richardsville, which everyone calls Dicktown because they hate it, used to be a child prodigal boy detective, famous throughout the land for solving mysteries for his little friends. But now he is a sad 40-year-old man who never left town and is still solving mysteries for teenagers. It's so fun. It's really funny. I like it very much. Our game today is called You Can't Find Me in the Club. John Hodgman, your most recent book, Medallion Status, is about your experience in secret rooms ranging from airline lounges to underground secret societies. You also held secret shows in and around Brooklyn for years. Now you're going to make my day by creating the greatest secret society in history. As always, I will judge your answers based primarily on how much they delight me. John Hodgman, are you ready to play You Can't Find Me in the Club? I'm ready to play. Wonderful. Let's start simple. What is the best name for the ideal secret society? Or what's the best name for any secret society? Well, I I became fascinated with secret societies when I was a teenager. And I was in high school and I was reading a book by a guy named William Poundstone called Big Secrets, Mm -hmm. which was like the kind of book you would find abandoned in a beach house or in someone's bathroom. (laughs) Sure. William Poundstone revealed a lot of big, quote unquote, big secrets. Mm-hmm. such as the the recipe for Kentucky Fried Chicken and for the original recipe for Coca-Cola. And then he also talked about the Yale Secret Societies. And I, I, I applied to and got into Yale, went there. It's an accredited four-year college in Southern Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And I pr- pretty much chose it because I knew from this book that the campus was littered with windowless marble clubhouses that were the tombs as they were called, they were the headquarters of various senior secret societies on campus, such as Squirrel and Key, Book and Snake, Wolf's Head, Berzellus. Franklin and Bash. Fra- Fr- 
Franklin and Bash, Rizzoli and Ives. <laughs> Weirdly, Jesus and Marrow. <laughs> Jesus and Marrow. <laughs> the Yale Secret Society. Abercrombie and Fitch. Abercrombie and Fitch. Hollow Oh, Shields and Yarnell. <laughs> Your turn. Salt and Peppa. Peaches and Herb. Yeah. <laughs> all the great Yale Secret Societies. I don't want to bore the listener list, yeah, all right. listing all these Yale Secret Societies. Thank, thank you for they saving. All know, but. <laughs> thank you for saving my butt and pulling out of that before I came up blank. And of course, the most famous Skull and Bones. So I guess we've established that the best name for a secret society is a blank and blank. Okay. Right? Yeah. Skull and Bones, though, that just could be called a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a skull and unrelated bones. You know what? I can't improve on that. Our secret society is going to be called a skeleton. <laughs> a skeleton. That's a great name. I feel like there's mystery to it. There's mystique, but also it's science. It's not just a, yeah. a, a place of mysticism. That is 35 points out of the game for a skeleton. Did I get 35 points for that? 35 points for that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think you. I'm not going to contest that. Okay. If you do want to contest, there's a process that you will make up when it's time. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> Next question. What would the perfect meeting place for a secret society be? I'm going to combine this with another one of my fascinations, which is abandoned malls. This is good. Abandoned shopping malls. Nothing spookier to me than a 70s or 80s era shopping mall full of vines. That's where a skeleton meets. Where, like, where in the mall? Is there, like, a best location? Was Spencer Gifts part of your growing up at all? Oh, yeah? Big time. That's where a skeleton meets, in the back room of a Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> you go into the abandoned mall. You go to the abandoned Spencer's Gifts. Towards the back, there's one spooky light. Do you remember those fiber optic sort of fuzzy lamps that they had? Mm-hmm. That's the light that's glowing in the back of the abandoned Spencers. And you just run your hand, if you know, you run your hand through the fiber optic cables and then the door opens to the And it like scans room. you to see if you're a member? No, it's just a simple mechanical <laughs> Just a mechanical I mean, honestly, anyone who's gotten that far probably can be in a skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, what else are you going to do? It's the only thing yeah. in the room that's lighting up. It's an abandoned mall. Yeah. <laughs> that is another 35-point answer. Absolutely. I, I have no contest with that. That's fine. I'll let that stand. Excellent. Next question. What is the initiation into this society like? How are you chosen and what ordeals do you have to go through to be admitted? If I like you, you're in. Great. And I... Don't stand for any hazing. That's bullshit. Leave that for the jocks over across the mall at the Secret Society, Abercrombie and Fitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, leave that. Leave, leave the hazing and the teasing for people with abs. For us, who are just try, trying to learn about our libido and our bodies looking at sex games at Spencer's Gifts when our... You know what I mean? You've gotten through. Yeah. If you figured out how to run your hand through that sensual lamp, you're in. You're in the club. I love that. That's so progressive to have a secret society with no hazing. I mean, it's secret. This is a great answer. I think this is such a perfect 
a beautiful answer because it's a place of secrets, but not a place of pain and shame. So let's go with 40 points for that. That's a 40-point answer. All right, I, I won't contest that, but I got another really good mall secret society. And our abandoned mall of secret societies, mm-hmm. Crate and Barrel. Fuck. That's yeah. so good. Right? How did we leave that one on the table? I don't know. Well, we haven't right. any longer. Right. Great. So this this mall, this singular abandoned mall, this is full of secret societies. Full of secret societies. I think that's an extra 20 points just for this concept <laughs> of a mall that is abandoned, but always just like weirdly full of people doing secret things. And you know, look, I obviously I've got my problems with Abercrombie and Fitch. I love the ladies at Lord and Taylor. They've got their Lovely. own thing. We have our disagreements. The, the the crate and barrel people, they're fine. But there's one thing we can all agree on. Mm-hmm. We all hate linens and things. <laughs> Next question. Describe a typical meeting of this society. What are the ceremonies? What's on the agenda? Dress code, snacks. Feel free to address any or none of these. Well, in terms of the snacks, we got to have an orange Julius in there. A classic mall snack. What are the other? A, a salty hamburger from... The Cape Cod restaurant, the Chestnut Hill Mall, the Cape Cod restaurant. I'm sorry to peddle in nostalgia, but anytime I talk to a Commonwealthian of Massachusetts person, I get I get into it. My dad would take me to the Cape Cod restaurant, and I just remember the hamburgers were so salty, and I've been chasing that flavor ever since. These thin, dry hamburgers on these buns. So we're going to have some of those. That sounds perfect. A, a, a kind of long-remembered and never-captured flavor. That's perfect for a secret society meeting. Thank you. That's a good interpretation. What are the ceremonies like? Like, what, what, what happens uh, in these meetings? I feel like we're just hanging around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. I don't want this vibe to just be, like, the stockroom of the Spencers. Right. Like, I want to build this out into a really cool secret society meeting room. Well, you know, secret societies need a, a grand hall meeting place. And that's going to be a big, like, that's going to look like, I don't know if you've ever been in a Masonic hall, but like no. I want a big, a big field of beautiful blue carpet and you know, like white pillared walls and like ceremonial seats all around the periphery and a, a weird chair and altar in the middle of it with beautiful track lighting. And nothing happens in there. You walk through there, <laughs> and then you go into the chill room where it's just like beanbag chairs and like a water feature. So dress code, I'm assuming very casual, but I don't know. <laughs> dress code, casual, optional. <laughs> casual, optional, yeah. <laughs> 60 points. It's a whole vibe going on. 60 point vibe. Yeah. Next question. How do members of the secret society greet each other if they see each other in public? There was a whole dialogue in the William Poundstone book that purported to be the true coded dialogue for how certain members of a certain level of masonry could greet each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was this whole st- like stilted 13-part dialogue. And it started with, so I see you are a traveler. And then the respondent goes, yes, I have traveled to many lands. 
And then the other guy goes, have you crossed the sands and seen the pyramids? Yes. And I have seen the oasis on the other, like it just this totally ridiculous interaction that anyone passing them on the street would be like, oh, those two guys belong to a secret society. Like there's nothing secret <laughs> yeah. society about it. Nothing secret about it at all. So it would be something like that. It would be a dialogue. Do you have a first and second line? So there was a whole portion of this podcast that we recorded before you did the official introduction. Yes. When I thought we were doing the podcast and having mm-hmm. a good time. We were having we were a good time. Instead, well, we were having a good time at the same time that you were wasting my time, apparently, because I thought we were being recorded. <laughs> so <laughs> We were being recorded. I did keep I thought trying you were going to ask. <laughs> we can use it. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yep. Don't include any of that dialogue in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to release it as a backward masked track. We're going to release it backwards. Okay. And people who find it and can undo the backward masking are members of the society. I love that. This is a great answer. This is a 50-point kind of uh, subtle encryption technique. Yeah. Okay. I accept that. 50 points. Terrific. Next question. What is the mission of this society? What are they setting out to do? And what kind of power are they wielding secretly in the shadows? We're not interested in a one-world government, unlike almost every other secret society. We're not interested in world domination. We're not interested in controlling the banks. We're not interested in manipulating world affairs behind the scenes. I don't have truck with secret societies that try to rule the world. They're, first of all, it's a bad ambition. Second of all, you're doing a terrible job. Oh, yeah, the world, it's, it's not being run especially well. Yeah, Illuminati, uh, we have a problem. that is a 30 point answer and I don't know what else to say about it it's just perfect 30 points that's it thank you you're welcome next question we know a big part of a secret society's appeal is the mystique what is like the wildest rumor about this group that may or may not be true that we exist fuck (laughs) right did I blow your mind or what yes that's so good The greatest secret a skeleton ever pulled (laughs) was convincing the world that a skeleton existed. (laughs) It's not a secret trick. Greatest trick. Yeah. Anyway, you get the point. Do you want to take it again? No, 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 no. This is a great answer. I think the greatest trick a skeleton ever pulled was convincing the world that a skeleton exists. That's perfect. That is another 50-point answer. Yay. I'm racking them up. Next question. Who is the most notable celebrity member of the society? I mean, you know I'm a member, right? Yeah, it could be you. This went from a slightly insulting insinuation that I wasn't famous enough to be the most famous member to now an uncomfortable truth. Yeah, it's probably just me, I guess. (laughs) You know who I want in our secret society? Lyle Lovett. Tell me more. Do you know who Lyle Lovett is? Yes, of course. The country country music music artist. Yeah. Yeah. I met him in Austin, Texas, and he was just the nicest guy. And he's a really talented photographer. Wow. And Lyle Lovett came to a book event I did in Texas, and he just took pictures of everybody. That's so nice. He was just roaming around with this big, long camera, taking photos and just smiling. And it was just a very, very calming presence. A terrific addition to a secret society then. And, and also, like, 
I kind of like people going like, what's Lyle Lovett up to these days? He's mostly taking photos for a secret society. This is a great answer. I don't just like it. I Lyle it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to apologize for it. I will apologize for how much I enjoyed saying it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's as bad as me saying when I was doing a show with a particular band and I go, and this, <laughs> after you see this band perform, you're going to agree, they really are, might be giants. <laughs> That's so corny. So funny. Part of our ritual will be making corny jokes about Lyle Lovett's name. This is very good. Yeah. Um, Lyle Lovett, a 42-point celebrity. Just a nice kind of even number. Final question. Oh, this is for all the marbles. This is for all the marbles. This last question will be judged in marbles instead of points. Okay. Look, changing it up. That's great. This is how you keep recruits on their toes. You change the rules. Mm-hmm. Even though my kind of decorative marbles feels like something more uh, germane to the society of crate and barrel. Yeah, that's true. You know what you do is you get a glass vase, you put a bunch of glass marbles in it, and then you don't need water. You just stick an orchid in the middle of it. Oh, shut up, crate and barrel. It's- this isn't even a secret. This is a gardening tip. <laughs> Do you not know what a secret is? Have you ever owned any furniture from Crate and Barrel? I think our bed is from there. Oh. Because I haven't, and I thought maybe the secret was no one ever has. <laughs> that would be a good secret. The greatest trick Crate and Barrel ever pulled was convincing the world people buy furniture from Crate and Barrel. It's just, it's just Crate and Barrel is just a series of staged, comfortable living rooms <laughs> for the Illuminati to meet in in plain sight. <laughs> like, you think that couple over there is deciding whether or not to buy this day bed. In fact, mm-hmm. they're deciding whether or not Venezuela is going to continue <laughs> as a concern. <laughs> That's the secret. This yeah. incredible answer. Uh, I don't even, was that even an answer to a question? I don't remember. It what was, was the not. last question? No, it was for all the marbles. That is, this is a bonus 25 points for that. <laughs> Final question. What is yes. the punishment for indiscretion or revealing the secrets of the society. You get a guilt trip. Ooh, like, we're not mad, we're tough. disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. That's harder than mad sometimes. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, you really messed up. You know you did. Like, ugh, I wish you hadn't done that. Um, <laughs> all right, let's watch a show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great answer. I think just a fitting punishment for the crime of indiscretion. That is a... 45-point answer. That concludes your round of You Can't Find Me in the Club. You have a total score of 410 points, which is the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. Incredible performance. How do you feel? I feel like you made my day. Hey, perfect. And you mine. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Josh Gondelman. You know why? You're a lovely person. Thank you. And I feel likewise about you. This is a lovely time. Yeah. As the grand prize winner of this week's Make My Day episode, you have won $100 to the cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? The link that I've been slinging around as much as I can in social media, it's a bit.ly that I made pointing to a compilation of bail funds and charities and social reform and police restructuring organizations that Rolling Stone magazine put together. You can check them all out. I think they're all worthwhile. And if you want to give some of your money and can spare some money or social action, 
Go to bit.ly slash getyourfriends. Get your friends is all one word, all capital letters. Of that warehouse of links and funds, today I'm going to choose the PDX Protest Bail Fund. That's a great cause. Really important, really urgent in this moment. That's a great choice. Thank you, John Hodgman. Yeah. And our final segment of the show is the pep talk. Each of us will give a pep talk to a person or group that we think might need it in this moment. I'll go first. My pep talk is for people who are worried that the friends they haven't seen in a while don't like them anymore. Whether you're an introvert or you're an extrovert, you've probably been socializing less than usual. And if you haven't, you're either normally a Salinger-level recluse or you've been going out in an amount that endangers people, so knock it off. Regardless, you're probably seeing your friends less than usual. And when you don't see people for a while, sometimes you start to doubt the strength of those relationships. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, but it also makes the brain grow more frantic and fantastical. You start to think that the people you haven't heard from in a while have forgotten about you, or even worse, they remember you and are sick of you. But that is most likely not the case. Everyone's brain is doing so much work right now just to stay steady, and maybe the extra spinning of a friend's mental hard drive has taken up some of the energy to text you the last little while. And we've more or less stopped doing those weird 12-person Zoom calls with everyone you know from college, which are exhausting and borderline unpleasant, even with people you love. So here's what you got to do. You got to reach out, send the text, make the phone call. Don't FaceTime without asking unless you're a grandparent. That's the only loophole. People probably aren't as mad at you as you fear, and they'll be happier to hear from you than you imagine. John Hodgman, I would love to hear your pep talk. Well, Josh, you know, I've always admired your tradition of giving people pep talks on Twitter and in the world. There have been times that I've been watching you give these uplifting talks and I have offered my own counter anti-pep talk. Mm-hmm. What I like to call non-pep. <laughs> hard truths. <laughs> hard truths with John Hodgman. The internet knows mm-hmm. them well. And I'm, I'm going to give a, a talk to the same people. And by the way, I think your pep talk was really great. And Thank I want you. you to understand that I am underlining what you're saying to people in a way that might feel a little bit like tough love, but ultimately I hope they find empowering. No one is thinking about you. (laughs) Seriously sit down for a moment and think about how much time per day you spend thinking about other people compared to how much time you are thinking about yourself. I bet you, even when you're thinking of other people, you're thinking of other people as are they thinking about me, which is a different form of thinking about yourself. Now, does this mean you're an egotist monster? No, you're a human being. You should delight in knowing that everyone is doing this. Mostly, people are not thinking about you. Certain people who care about you very much, when reminded of you, will think about you. But mostly, people are worried about themselves, just like you. So don't worry about it. This is a time when our mission is to lessen the load. Lessen the viral load that we breathe on other humans. Lessen the mental and emotional load that we put on our friends and family. Because we're all just doing the best we can and trying to get by. We're all distracted. We're all suffering. Some of us in different ways and in different dimensions. Not like extraterrestrial dimensions, but you know, like... (laughs) Yeah. Different d- 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 different amounts. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and I guarantee you that your friends, when they think about you, they probably think of you fondly. 
because they don't have any time in their lives to be feeling annoyed at you right now. They're just trying to get by. So relax, enjoy this moment of realizing that you're not the most important person in the world. Maybe not even third most important. We're all <laughs> tied. We're all tied for equally important slash unimportant. Enjoy this reminder that uh, you don't need to worry so much about what other people are thinking about you because chances are they're not. End of hard truth. <laughs> That's so wonderful. And I find that so much of a relief to realize that people aren't thinking of me. It's just so liberating and, and comforting. Yeah. yeah. And that has been our show. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. This has been Make My Day. Thank you again to this week's contestant and champion, John Hodgman. John, where can people find you and your work? I am on Instagram at at John Hodgman. That's J-O-H-N-H-O-D-G-M-A-N. No Ian Hodgman, all small letters, all one word. I'm also on Twitter at Hodgman, H-O-D-G-M-A-N. And also check out, by the way, at this is David Reese, R-E-E-S. This is David Reese on Instagram, my co-creator and partner on Dicktown, because he and I are sharing some fun clips and fun images from Dicktown which is on Cake on Thursdays on FXX and with one episode featuring an abandoned ball. Awesome. Also, if anyone listening feels so inclined, I will post the information to donate to the uh, PDX protest bail fund. If you have your own answers to today's game of You Can't Find Me in the Club, tweet them at me, at Josh Gondelman. John Hodgman is a busy person. You didn't need to bother him with such you can tweet. You can tweet at me. I can handle some. That's a pretty good uh, engagement tool. You yeah, just, not bad. Yeah. That's it doesn't right. always work, but it's fun social to try. engagement. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So tweet them at John Hodgman too at Hodgman. And we're gonna hide. We're gonna hide that file somewhere. We are gonna hide the file. So be on the lookout. Make my day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg. Executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. <laughs> <laughs>